The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. The sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word and fighting words. This is God's anointing for an offensive approach to battle. Is wielding the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Angels Are Rejoicing. Speak the Word. If you have your Bibles, if you go with me, please, to Luke chapter 15, we're going to be reading from the message translation in verses 1 through 7. It says, By this time, a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening, they said, intently. And let me pause here and say that men and women of doubtful reputations, according to the New Living Bible, Uh, primarily were prostitutes and tax collectors. And of course, in our day and time today, it would probably be the same thing. It would probably be your prostitutes, people that's on drugs, your alcoholics or your gays or etc. That if Jesus was walking amongst us today, that would be who he would probably be welcome into his home and he would be eating with. The Pharisees, of course, and we have Pharisees today. We have Pharisees today. But I heard some things the other day that just really left my mouth hanging open uh, about some churches and one in particular and I, and I could not believe this you know that you know because this is what Jesus is all about is reaching out to the lost that, that's Jesus, that was Jesus' mission here on this earth it says here that the Pharisees and the religious scholars were not pleased the Bible says they were not pleased at all with Jesus they were not happy with Jesus at all as a matter of fact they growled and they said he takes in sinners and he eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. Aren't you glad you're a friend of God? Amen. Jesus says, I call you friend. <laughs> and you know, he calls us friend no matter what our past is. Because to God, we're, to him, we're his friends. Saints, it was their grumbling and it was their complaining. The Bible says that triggered this story in Luke. In, in verse 4 it says, And Jesus said, If a man had a hundred sheep and one of them got lost, he said, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? Thank God. And when he is found it, it says he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and his neighbors and he'll say, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. You know, saints, we were all lost sheep at one time. But thanks be to Jesus, we are now new creatures with our names listed in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said you can count on it. There is more joy in heaven over one sinner rescued life than over 99 good people in no need of rescue. In Matthew 9, it says in the New Living Bible, Jesus says, healthy people don't need a doctor. He said, sick people do. He said, I have come not to call those who think they are righteous, but I have come to call those who knows that they are sinners. Saints, the Lord will still leave the 99 and come to get you if you ask him. 
I remember not long ago, my husband David here, he'd been seeking the Lord about an issue that he was having in his body. And he had been praying and seeking the Lord intently on this for quite some time. And, and, and sometimes we do this. We seek the Lord and we seek the Lord and we don't get an answer right away. And David, he, he was seeking the Lord and seeking the Lord. And out of frustration, he just, he just called. He said, I just called out to the God. And I said, he said, God, leave. Jesus, leave the 99 and come and get me. You know, sometimes just leave the 99 and come and get me. But Jesus came. When he called out to the Lord and asked him to come and get me, Jesus came and he gave, he gave David a verse. He gave him a vision of a verse that he could use that would help him in that situation. However, David told me that he had to cry out to the Lord at least three more times because during this situation, you know, sometimes we think that everything is going well. You know, he gives us a word and, and, and for a little bit it's doing okay and then here it comes again. You know, and you get rid of it, here it comes again. And so David said he called out to the Lord three times to come and get him because things, like I said, would get worse. So he cried out again and again and again. But I want you to know that Jesus kept coming and Jesus kept coming until David was able to stand on his own two feet. Jesus is going to keep coming, saints, until you're able to stand on your own two feet. He's never going to say no, no matter what your circumstances are. He's just going to continue to keep coming. To minister to you, whatever that need might be. Praise God. Je Jesus came to David's rescue. And like I just said, he will definitely come to your rescue. But saints, most of us are praying for God to send us a revival. But I believe that God is waiting on us to make the first move. We come to our Father's table and we eat every week. Filling ourselves spiritually on his food. Growing fat on his word. I want you to think about this. Now, if you had a friend that was dying from malnutrition, would you not want to go feed them? Yeah. Or if you had a friend that was in pain, if you had a friend that was injured somehow, would you not want to go and help them? Yeah. You would. Well, saints, we have neighbors, we have friends, and we have family members that are perishing every day. There are those that are falling by the wayside every day much like the man in Luke 10 that was beaten and robbed and left by the wayside to die. And you know, sometimes we don't really think about that. We don't give it a lot of thought. But you know, sometimes we respond just like that priest did and that Levite. If you, most of you are familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the Levi and the priest made it a point to walk to the other side, cross over and walk on the other side of the road just to keep from making contact with a person that was in need. How many times have we done that? And you know, finally the Good Samaritan came along, we know, and he took the man and he treated him, put him on his horse and took him to an inn and took care of him. And that's why God, we don't, he don't want us to judge people about giving. We see the person in need, he just wants us to help. Saints, we have it in our possession what they need to be saved and to be rescued. We have the living God. We have his word living on the inside of us. And all we have to do is to go into the byways or wherever we need to and bring in the lost sheep. And then the Lord said, there will be much rejoicing in heaven again. You know, he's just waiting. Every time a lost soul walks through that door, there is rejoicing in heaven. Don't you want just to 
know that there's rejoicing going on in heaven and that you're responsible, you, you, that you are partially responsible for that rejoicing. A few weeks ago when I was ministering up in the mountains, I, I, I was ministering up in the mountains uh, not too long ago and I was doing a Saturday night and a Sunday revival and while I was there, this mother came up and she brought two children and one of the children were about 11 or 12 years old to the Saturday night service and they sat and they listened to the service and they came up after the service and I prayed for all three. I prayed for the mother and her two sons and then when I came back Sunday morning, during the prayer time, the mother came back up with the 11 or the 12 year old and she says, Pastor Joe, she says, my son would like to be saved. You know, and that is such an awesome feeling. You know, he was like about 11 or 12 years old. And so I prayed over him. And I think what rejoicing there was in heaven that Sunday morning over this one lost soul that had been found. Think about that. It could have been your child. It could have been your grandchild. But this person accepted Jesus and they're not lost anymore. They're forever, ever saved. Hallelujah. You know, I received an email from the pastor's wife. They were telling me that when the son went home and told his father that he had been saved, that his father cried. Amen. You know, and, and I would too. Some of my children are born again and some aren't. Some of my grandchildren are and some aren't. But I pray for them and seek the Lord for them all the time. Because I know today I do not have my mother with me. But I know that my mother was a Christian and she prayed for me all the time. My mother did not live long enough to see her prayer answered. Some of you may not live long enough to see your prayers answered concerning this situation with your children, your grandchildren. But know that God hears and your prayers are going up like sweet fragrances to his ears. And, and like today, I'm standing here today partially because of my mother's prayers. I don't know if she knows what's going on. I won't know until I join her. But I do know that it was because of my mother's prayers that I'm here today. And I'm so thankful for my mother. And I honored my mother even though she's not here with me today. Like saints, there's a sweet fragrance that comes when lost ones are being saved. It says in 2 Corinthians 2.16, To those who are being saved, we are life-giving perfume, Jesus says, our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. You know, think about that. Jesus often referred to us as sheep. He says in John 10, 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father. And he says, I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Jesus says, I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them in also. He must bring them in, but we must help him, saints. We must help him. He said, they will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I truly believe that we're living in the end days and I believe that we all want to see a revival. We really are seeking for this. I hear many people all the time talking about revival, but as I said before, I believe before a revival can take place that there are some things that we're going to have to do. Saints, we must take the first step and I believe the first step is to help gather in the lost. You know, there is another parable that I would like to share with you. And I believe this parable relates to the first. And actually, this is the one that the Lord put on my heart last year to preach. It says in Luke 14, if you go to Luke, Luke 14, verse 16, I'm reading this from the message translation. Jesus said, 
there was once a man who threw a great dinner party and invited many. When it was time for dinner, he said he sent out his servant to the invited guests, saying, Come on in, the food's on the table. And it says they all began to beg off one after another, making excuses. It says, the first one said, I brought a piece of property and I need to look it over. He said, please send my regrets. Another one said, hey, well, I bought five teams of oxen and I really need to go home and check on them. He said, please send my regrets. And yet another one said, oh, I just got married this weekend. I need to go be with my wife. Would you please send my regrets? The servant went back and he told his master what had happened. And it says his master was raged was outraged and he told the servant, he said, quickly get out into the city streets and the alleys and collect all, and I capitalize all, who look like they need a square meal. All the misfits and the homeless and the wretched that you can lay your hands on. And he says, and bring them in. The servant reported back and he said, Master, I did what you commanded me. He says, but we still have plenty of room. We got room in this church, and it would please our Lord nothing more than to fill it up. And if each one of you brought one person, you could fill it up. That's all it would take if you just brought one person with you. The servant reported back, Master, I did what you told me, but we still got room. And the master said, Then go to the country roads, wherever you find. Drag them in. I want my house full. In other words, if you bring one next Sunday and you still got room, next Sunday bring two. Keep bringing them in, bringing them in. Actually, that's, that's the congregation's responsibility. That's not the pastor's responsibility. That is the congregation's responsibility Amen. to bring, bring in the sheep, to bring them in. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, let me tell you that not one of those originally invited, he's talking about the ones that he had originally invited, is going to get so much as a bite at my dinner party. That's coming from the new translation. Saints, I'm going to do a 180-degree turn on you here, right here. I've not forgotten about what we've been talking about up to this point. It's just that some things that the Lord would like for me to bring to your attention. We all want, and we all need things from the Lord, but the Lord wants some things from us, too. Do you agree with that? Yes. You know, we go into the Lord with our list, and we very seldom give Him a chance to answer back. We just read off our list to Him. But he would much rather that you just come into his presence and say, I'm here, Lord, and I'm waiting. And get your pencil and piece of paper and say, I'm waiting, Lord. You might wait two minutes, five minutes, and if he doesn't speak, then come back the next day. I'm here, Lord. Yep. Speak. Yeah. Because he knows what your needs are. He says, I know what your needs are even before you ask me. But I'm just waiting. I can't tell you unless you're listening. Yep. Hallelujah. In Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you. And what better way to do kingdom work than to help gather in the lost sheep? What better way? The Lord has impressed upon me that this is your season. It is your season. It is your year to blossom. It is your year to bloom. The choice is really up to you. He's revealed to me that this is a time of increase for you individually as well as for the church. It is also a time for growth, not only as an individual, but also for the church. Amen. But as I said earlier, please listen to this with your spiritual ears. Mm -hmm. 
it needs to be heard with your spiritual ears. We're not just talking about the church, we're talking about you as an individual. As a matter of fact, I heard it prophesied recently that this year, 2017, was going to be the year that God was going to pour out his blessings. I believe God pours out his blessings all the time, every day. I feel like that he blesses me according to the scriptures. He blesses me coming in, going out, in the city, in the field. I, according to the scriptures, I'm blessed coming in, going out, and that they chase me down and overtake me according to the scripture. So this is not just this year that he's going to bless me, but I do find out, I do believe that there are special timings when the Lord will do even more, even more. And the way he, he said that the way, and I agree with this too, because I believe that we are created in the image of God himself. And he was a speaking God. And according to scriptures, he made us speaking spirits and God, nothing got done that God didn't speak. So I want you to put this into your spirit. Nothing's going to get done that you don't speak. But it's going to have to be what God's word says, not what your word says. You're going to have to speak what his word says, and then he's going to bring it about. Amen. And it says here, and you might be interested, you might be, um, he said that the way these you're going to receive, the, uh, that the way that you're going to receive these blessings is going to be through your confession. And that you might find this very interesting. I don't know a lot of Hebrew. But I did look this up when he was telling me this, and the person that was prophesying this, I have a, a lot of faith and confidence in. But he said that, but I looked this up, is that the number 17 word it means mouth, it means pay in the Hebrew, P-E-Y, means mouth. And so he was saying that the way that you were going to receive what you were getting is through your confession. Everything that I am today. And what everything I do has come from confessing God's word and writing it down and dating it when he gives it to me. Are you hearing me? As I said, God revealed me back in uh, January of last year that there's coming a great transfer of wealth into the lives of his children. And as I said earlier, he said there was also coming a shifting from out of darkness into light. In other words, you know, when uh, we became born again Christians, God transferred us according to Colossians 1.13 he transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and that's what he's wanting for all those others. He said those that are sitting in darkness, he told me last year those Joe that have been sitting in darkness shall sit in darkness no longer the, the, the blinders are going to be taken off their eyes, they're going to see the truth Amen. they're sitting in darkness no more don't you want that for your loved one? Don't you want that for your family members or your children, for the blinders to come off so that they can see the truth? And don't you want to see the truth Amen. about what God's got in store for you? It works both ways, not only for your family members or your friends or your neighbors, but it works for you. I believe that we're on the verge of a huge revival, and I believe the Lord is going to supply us with everything that we need to bring this about, that he's going to make it happen. He's going to give us everything we need in order to make it happen. As a matter of fact, I believe in what the Lord has placed into my spirit that he is setting up things now and he's gathering his soldiers. Yeah. We are his soldiers. Yes. And he's gathering us and placing us, if you, if you will, uh, allow me to use this analogy, it's kind of like a puzzle. You, every, everyone is a piece. And he's putting each one of us in a position and setting us up and making, getting us ready for that transition. Yes. And I do believe that if you'll take God at his word, as a matter of fact, I know it will. I don't believe it, but I know it will based on the word of God, that if you'll take him at his word, that all these things will come to pass in your life 
whether it's in your business, whether it's your ministry, your family, or whatever it is, if you'll take him, he'll make it happen. Amen. I know he'll make it happen. I believe the place that you have been in up to now is too small. Yes. I believe the places that all of you have been in up to this point is too small, including myself. Yes. Amen. Most of us are familiar with uh, Jabez in 1 Chronicles 4. If you have a Bible, go with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. It says, I'm going to read this from the New King James Bible. It says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez because his name meant pain. But she said because he bore, she bore him in pain, she called him Jabez. And Jabez called on the Lord of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, he said, and enlarge my territory and your hand would be upon me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause any pain to anyone. I used to pray that all the time, and I still do pray it. So the word said that God granted Jabez his request. I don't know if you've ever given much thought to this, but I want you to think about this. But the whole chapter in 1 Chronicles 4 is primarily about genealogies. Mm. Who beget who? until you get to verse 9 and 10. And then when you get to verse 9 and 10, we get to where Jabez called upon the Lord to increase his borders and boundaries in every direction. And out of nowhere, think about that, just out of nowhere, it seems that Jabez throws in his request to God. Just out of nowhere, he throws in his request to God. And it says that God heard him and he granted him his request. Hallelujah. I believe today, I truly believe today as I stand up here today, that he can single you out. He can single you out to bless you. You know, because he wants to expand your territories and increase you in every area of your life, just like he did with Jabez. You know, I know that's what he did for me, saints. That's what he did for me. So I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where you're sitting at today. It just has to do with your faith in God. Are you hearing me? You put your trust in the one that owns it all. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's new book. It's titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. During this unsettling and fearful time, do you need God's help perhaps like never before? In this new book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help the new book from Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation to Speak the Word Ministries of just $10 or more. 
Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Again, that's P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Our telephone number is toll-free, 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here again is Pastor Joe. Lord, I thank you that you said if one of your sheep were to get lost, that you would leave the 99 others and go search for the one that is lost, and that you will search until he's found. And when you find that lost sheep, you said there would be much rejoicing in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Father, there are many of your sheep that are in need of being found. Some don't even know that they're lost. They're not lost in the sense that they don't know you, Lord, but they're lost in their circumstances. Some are sick and some are hurting and some need their financial needs met. I pray, Lord, that you will go in search of these sheep. And I pray that the ones that are sick will receive a revelation that by your stripes they are healed. And those that need help in their finances, I pray you meet all of their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And for the hurting and brokenhearted, I pray that you will reveal to them that they are precious in your sight and you love them so much that you even have their picture imprinted in the palm of both your hands. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to circumstance that mountain can't stand against the word the word of God against the word